Well, welcome back, everyone, to the View of E Network. Uh, it is Saturday, and we're here live streaming once again. I'm Brian, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Bridget. How are you doing this morning? I am doing great. How are you? I am awesome. I am awesome today. So listen, we're going to dive into a topic today, uh, and the title of what we're our session for today is Perfect Does Not Exist. And a lot of people probably look at it and said, I, I, perfect, I'm striving to be the, the most perfect person I can, which is okay. But what we really want to discuss today is talking about some of the challenges and some of the pitfalls of really over-processing, overthinking, and over-striving to reach or achieve true perfection or what we're going to look at as perfectionism. Because there are some things that really need to be cautious and, and, and um, focused on so that it can't knock you off your trail or hold you back from accomplishing some of the things that you, that you really want to get into. So uh, stick around. Let's get into it. So Bridget, uh, how about you share a little bit with the audience of what the background is and why we felt this was a good idea to kind of bring this topic to the table and just overall what we want them to take away from today's session. Well, we've been talking about my uh, mental health and the mental and our mental energy and so we thought we'd just come cross over to um what could probably drain that mental energy if you put a lot into it and that's being trying to be perfect uh perfect in terms of career your own your own health um and, and body in terms of your relationships um and and what that what, what that can drain you of and so in essence you know for me per perfection means you know never being satisfied until it is just right and so we know that it may not ever be just right and so we thought that we would bring that to the table and, and also have you um listeners to chime in as well as what perfection looks like to you um and how has that helped you or hindered you in your careers and your relationships etc mm -hmm. absolutely um you know one of our previous sessions we the topic of perfection kind of came up when we were discussing that. And it was one of those moments where several of us kind of hands went up like, yeah, I, I could, I could, you know, uh, relate to a lot of that. Um, so that is part of it also is uh, just self-awareness. You know, that, I think that's the key. And, and the biggest piece of it is just to make you aware of uh, the potential um, pitfalls of it, just some of the different behaviors that may be associated with it. So you can uh, help to identify uh, and those types of things. And that's what we're really going to focus in on and kind of bring to the light today. And uh, again, as Bridget was saying, if you're, you're watching, you're, you're online with us today, if you have questions, if you have comments, please share because that's going to make a huge difference and I think help everybody in our community continue to learn and continue to grow. So Absolutely. And I've learned about, I mean, I, I'm, I didn't think I was a perfectionist, but I am a little OCD in terms of household and how I want my house to look. And so I never considered myself as a perfectionist until I kind of looked at, okay, well, you you will push that until it's just right. So maybe you have some of those traits. Absolutely. Absolutely right. So let's, uh, let's get started. We're going to dive into the presentation here, and we've got some information that we want to share with you. So I'll get that going. Um, we'll start with just giving a, a kind of a brief definition and overview. Um, you know, what is perfectionism, right? And basic definition there says the action of or process of improving something until it's flawless or the refusal to accept any standard short of perfection. 
And you'll know what I underlined flawless. And I did that for a reason, because this is the key piece of, I think, the description flawless. And this is the basic description of that having no defects or faults without any mistakes or shortcomings. So then when we really dive that deep into it and say flawless, <laughs> what is it that we can really think of that really actually meets that standard? Right? Right. I mean, in all honesty, what, what, what thing can you really think of? Because no defect, no fault, no mistakes, no shortcomings. Um, that's a very, 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 very high standard. No such thing. <laughs> <laughs> no so such thing. You, you, Bridget, would you say that that's unattainable or something that we should realistically shoot for? Or what are your thoughts when you talk uh, about I definitely think that is something that you should not shoot for. Because as long as I've lived, I've never, and I've never seen anything or anyone I've known of anyone that is flawless, having no defects, no faults. So let's just start with the faults, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just start there without any mistakes. And let's underline mistakes or shortcomings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you can think of the most, um, the most caring, passionate, beautiful person um, walking or, or, or playing or a uh, piece of furniture or um, anything in that nature. You are going to find something. You're going to find a mistake. You're going to find a shortcoming or even the process in the process of it becoming perfect. There were right. flaws and mistakes and shortcomings. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't believe there there's not one. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. And, you know, when I kind of read through the information and got to flawless and I was like, well, let me drill one level down and flawless was a word I kind of picked out of it. And I looked at that and I went, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that puts it into a whole different perspective of right. uh, when you talk about perfection or being perfect or perfectionism. And if it's to reach that point of where something is truly flawless, um, just unattainable. So, you know, the thing I want to bring up there is the two words and how they contrast each other um, when we're at this point in the, in the process. And that is if you truly, truly just hyper-focused on the flawless piece of it and, and making sure that you get to this, this place of perfection, um, you are essentially putting an, an expectation out there that that is achievable, reachable, doable, and all those type things. So in your mind, you're framing that, that this is the expectation that I want to have or get to. Um, but then there's a the flip side of that. And especially from a perfectionism standpoint is the disappointment that's mm -hmm. probably going to come because it's just not attainable to, right. to be able to do it. So then that's what we're talking about today is well, uh, how do we manage to better bridge that gap, better control A, that what where we're setting that expectation, right. and then B, to, to minimize the impacts that may come from uh, the disappointments that, that are going to be there. So uh, let's move on to the next slide. And Bridget, you want to kind of cover this and share sure. it for everybody? Sure. So we're going to talk about some perfectionist traits. Um, and we have already talked about how we identify to these traits. And so we ask that you do the same and chime in and how that has affected you. Um, the first one is, are you pushed toward achieving your goals by the fear of not reaching them? So are you pushed toward the achieving the goals more than you pull toward the goal? And so that is just the drive 
that you have is no longer the goal. Um, mm -hmm. The drive it now comes from the fear of not achieving the goal, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so we put more work into um, worrying about not achieving it than we put on actually achieving the goal. And so that's that. There is the fear. The drive then is not. It's not okay. I need to get this done now. The fear now. The goal is okay. I'm worried about how if I'm going to get this done. So the goal no longer is the uh, the point. Um, number this Brian. No, I was just going to say, and you have to think about that from when the fear is what's actually driving it. Is that healthy? Right. Right. Is that, is, right. Is that a healthy place to be coming from. And so, and so you no longer focus on the dry, on the goal anymore. Now you right. focus on the fear. Focus on the fear. And that, that that's not necessarily the, the healthiest place to be coming from in that, in that situation. And at the end result, I mean, the end result of that, I mean, how, when you reach that goal, then how is your mindset? How is your mental health at that point? Mm -hmm. If the whole time you were trying to achieve that goal and reach that perfection that you were you were doing out of fear. So then how is your mindset at that point? I agree. Um, the next one we talked about was you only a perfectionist trait is you only focus on the mistakes and the imperfections. Um, you're judgmental and hard on yourself and others um, when failure occurs. And so I, I my translation is that of that is you put so much weight on the failure and what didn't work um, mm -hmm. that you don't see the progress. And so what I use as an example is, is weight, uh, losing weight, because that is my struggle. Um, and so for me, I would, if I was a, a perfectionist, I would be devastated if I didn't lose 40 pounds in three months, because that's the timeline I set. That's the goal I set. I would be devastated if that didn't happen. Um, but I also would miss the progress. I would miss that, oh, well, now I work out four times a week versus four times a month that I did last year. Um, so I will miss that progress um, because I'm so focused on, well, yeah, I do work out um, three or four times a week, but I did not lose the 40 pounds. And so I miss, I miss the progress in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, another, another thing to add in, in that particular example, um, what about just the benefits of just overhaul, overall better health? Because the exercise itself, the routine, has to just be healthier for you. So right. even though you might not be losing the pounds at the rate you want and that kind of thing, you still have to appreciate that you are doing something that overall for your your health and for your life is going to be better for you. So uh, celebrate that piece of it too. Right. And if you want to rate that as a perfected piece of your life, then you can rate that as a perfected piece of your life. I am now eating healthy. I am now working out. And so I am doing that for my body. So yeah, I'm not, I didn't lose the weight, but I'm working out now and now I'm, I'm more healthier than I was before. Um, another, another trait is, um, do you tend to define yourself or your worth by your accomplishments, by their mm -hmm. accomplishments? Mm -hmm. That is a big one um, because when or if you are a perfectionist, you tend to be an overachiever as well. So those achievements sometimes become who you are, right? Mm -hmm. So until you're very, and we've talked about this, very self-aware and learn your, your strengths, your values, um, and who you are as a person, you will introduce yourself as your accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And that's and and sometimes it's easier 
to introduce your accomplishments than it is to find out who you really are, to do the work, um, to find out your strengths and your values and find out who you really are. Sometimes it's just easier to name to name your accomplishments when you introduce yourself or when you think of yourself. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. easier. That doesn't take as much work as it does to kind of define who you are. Agreed. I agree. You know, that, that's a big one. Uh, we talk about how you define yourself. And, and I think the key for me when you, when you talk about this one is your worth, right? Uh, if, if you really condense and bottle what, how you feel, what your value, what your worth is, strictly tied to your accomplishments that you have, uh, have had, um, that that can be a very limiting factor in mm-hmm. your, your your beliefs for yourself and and uh, your personal growth and, and those kinds of things. Absolutely. Because all uh, again, as we're talking about today, if you have a perfectionist mindset, maybe some you're not achieving or accomplishing the things at the rate or at the pace that you think you should, because you you're, you're staying focused on it, you're hanging on to, it, you're not letting it go. Uh, because you, you feel it's not perfect, it's not ready. I can't let it go. I can't take it out of the oven yet. It's still got to cook a little bit longer, right? Um, so then your self-worth, if that's what you're saying your self-worth is, but your list of accomplishments is not where you want it to be either, and there's a direct relationship, now you're making your personal self-worth, your view of self from that standpoint, smaller than probably it really needs to be. And again, that's what we talked about before is, um, Focus on those things along the way that went right. What are the things that you did accomplish as you are working your way through the process? Be tied more to that than the actual finished quote unquote product. And actually you can, and you will build your confidence Mm -hmm. in the actual thing you're trying to finish. Because if you don't, if you're not a self-aware and you don't know your worth and you don't know the values and you're not tying those together, um, then you you will um, you feel defeated, which will lessen your confidence in what you're trying to do in the beginning. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, that that is that is absolutely right. Uh, anything else you want to add before we move on to the next slide, Bridget? I just like the 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 one about um, defining yourself um, and your worth not based on your accomplishments, because and we just I just want to stress that because oftentimes. Because, you know, we're big on it. I'm really big on education. Um, we're big on entrepreneurship. Um, right now, that is the thing. And so people get tied into that and they, mm-hmm. they start to kind of cross the lines of who they are and what they do. Um, mm-hmm. And then who they are become what they do. And that's not necessarily true. Yeah. And so we start thinking about all our accomplishment. And so we start to get a look. Sometimes we can get a pompous attitude. Um, and then that's where that's that's our mindset about ourselves, which is far from the truth, um, because a lot of time, a lot of the big businessmen and entrepreneurs are very insecure um, because they hadn't identified their self-worth. Mm, first. That's very true. Right. Right. And that, that's an excellent point. That is an excellent point. Let's move on to uh, the next slide and I'll, I'll kind of walk walk us through that. So we're still staying on the the traits of a perfectionist, you know, and asking, is this you? Um, Are you only concerned about reaching your goal uh, and you can't enjoy the process of growing and striving? We kind of touched on that a little bit already, but that's important because some people get so hyper-focused on getting to that end point. And it's, it's almost like we talked about before in another episode, Bridget, about you can't 
uh, and it was actually a line from a movie, and, and it basically says, you, you can't run into running. You actually have to, have to walk, first, walk first, and then you can start to run, right? So focus on that first step, which is taking the first step, and then after a few steps, now you're walking at a comfortable pace. Now you've mastered that. And then you move that to a jog and then you move that to a run. So right. appreciate that and, 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 and start to understand that. And in reaching your goals, that's kind of how you have to, to strive for those things and take more time to really appreciate as you do go through um, that growth process, that the, the striving that it takes to get there uh, are gonna be the keys to continue to move you forward. Because as Bridget was talking about just in her challenge a little while ago, if all she saw is I need to lose, you know, 40 pounds and it's not happening fast enough, then there becomes a stress, there becomes this tension, you throw your hands up in the air and, and all these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. so it's you, that you it's those baby it. steps that are gonna make the difference, right? I love the run you can't run into running and I never really identified that to, you know, starting something. You don't get up and just automatically just start running. You do right. start to walk and try and then begin to to run. And we often say, you know, focus on the big picture, right? We often say that, focus on the big picture. And we're not really thinking that. It's not always that big picture or the destination, right? Mm -hmm. But also what the journey looks like to that destination. Absolutely. Because I've learned that's where the lessons come in. Mm -hmm. That's where the lessons are. Um, that's where we grow. Mm -hmm. um, and so if, even if we're focused on that big picture, don't lose sight of the journey or the little small pictures it took to get to that big picture. <clears throat> Excuse me. And if we don't enjoy the process, we'll get to that intended goal. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. We'll get into that intended goal or or whatever that is, and we'd be tired and stressed, mm -hmm. like I said before, <clears throat> and missing the experience um, to notice the growth. And we've been talking about that over and over. Notice the growth that we've achieved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I could not. Yeah, it, it, is, it is so true. Um, and just like you said, really a learner to appreciate the, 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 the growth, the, the personal growth and, and the, the fact that you are striving to get there is, is really where you, you, you grow and achieve. So appreciate that more. Uh, moving on to the next one. Are you, well, first I'm going to hold my hand up and say, yes, guilty as charged. Um, are you prone to procrastination? <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, do you worry so much about doing it perfectly that you fail to do anything at all? So that's that. That's that whole thing where you're sitting there and you're like, "All right, this I need. I know this is what needs to get done. All right, and this, so then you process to the next step. All right, so this is kind of what I think I needed to look like, right? And then you go, "Well, wait, is that really what I wanted to look like?" Well, maybe it should look more like this. Well, no, you know what? Let me sleep on it. And then I'll, maybe I'll feel differently tomorrow about it. And you wake up the next day and you go, oh, I got a whole new idea. <laughs> exactly. And then you go, well, my first idea was actually better, I think, than the third idea. And so now you're on to day three already, or day four, or month five, or, or whatever it might be in the process. Uh, guilty as charged. So I, that is funny. I did not realize that until I started researching it. I didn't realize that some perfectionists they become so immobilized because they they um fear that it won't be perfect. So 
um, they end up planning it to death, like you just said. Mm-hmm. They plan it to death or they keep changing it, as you said, or putting it off, as you said. And then in, in, and as you concluded, in some cases, nothing happens nothing or happens. they talk themselves out of it. Talk themselves out of it. Right. It's not going to work. You know, all those different play- ways I tried to twist it and turn it. That didn't seem like that wasn't going to make it happen. So, mm-hmm. I mean, let me just do something else. They talk mm-hmm. th- themselves out of, of it. And I wouldn't have thought that. Um, looking at a perfectionist standpoint, I wouldn't have thought that would be the case because um, I just don't equate perfectionist to procrastinating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, but it really is. It, it really, And really that's is. what I learned. I thought that procrastinate, when, you, when you're a perfectionist, you stay, you're on it. You just own it all the time. You just right. know exactly where to go and the next step and the next step until you're right where you need to be. Um, I did not realize that it, they do get immobilized by just the fear of it not being perfect. That's correct. That is interesting. So let me add this on top of it. So here's typically how it plays out too. So as I was just uh, giving an example a few minutes ago of, you know, oh, maybe the idea is better than I, idea three is better than idea two. And you, you know, you're, which is just procrastination. It's just pick one, move forward. Right. Right. Um, and really how it actually plays out, Bridget, when you talk about, it's not so much that they give up on it, that nothing happens. Is that another idea on something else comes along and then they gravitate toward that because, oh, now this is more important to me than what I thought I had. So they just put it down, right? And then, then they start going through the same process with this new thing that they've latched onto. Right. Think, That's not good enough. But then, yeah, but then maybe I should do, well, I should ask so and so. Yeah. Uh, to death. Thinks about this, right? <laughs> and then guess what? A new idea, concept, whatever thought comes in and they, put that one down and they move to that, right? So it's this ever-ending circle. Circle. Planning it to death. Planning where it no death. longer is the beginning of the first thing. It's 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 like the beginning of like the fifth thing. And Correct. and it has nothing to do with the first thing. And now you're just way down there. So you're like, okay, well, maybe we just work on that. So Lesadrian, hi Lesadrian. Lesadrian said, I'm a procrastinating perfectionist. (laughs) (laughs) You got it down to a science. Is that what you're saying? You have that down to a science. How is that working for you? How is that that working for you? Are you going to be able to let us know now? Are you going to let us know tomorrow? (laughs) How is that working for you? Yeah, that's Um, that's, that's a challenge. Yeah, that, that's doubling down, basically, right? I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're fighting with both, with both those challenges. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that is why we wanted to, to bring this in and just share what we were talking about here, because this is a big one. This one is a very, very big one. Uh, and she actually says it, it doesn't work at all. <laughs> yeah, no. You end up starting this. Yeah, you might want to change to one of those. Yeah. Well, the good the good news is we're going to be talking in a few in a few minutes here about some ways to try to get some of this under control uh, because that that obviously is it's one of the key components uh, of what we want to share today. But again, I, I do want to go back to this because I myself can be guilty of the procrastination piece, and again, as she's saying, it being tied to also a perfectionist piece, and yeah, it it can be a vicious cycle that you find yourself in. Uh, and it, it really is, it simply boils down to um, taking action. It, mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to. You, you just have to do, right? And that's the thing is we, we 
we are doing, uh, and I, I made a, uh, a reference to a Denzel Washington quote, and I think one of our previous things about movement doesn't necessarily equal progress. Progress, yes. So it, it, it's just that whole thing about you can run in place, right? <laughs> It's like being on a treadmill. Right? Yes, you still you're moving, but you're, you're not moving, going anywhere. But you're not really going anywhere, right? So same thing with this perfectionism piece or the procrastination piece. Uh, how are you actually moving forward in some way? Because that is actually what you should be trying to do. That that's the goal. That's the objective. Right, and I lack it too. When we talked about this before, being a busy mess instead of busyness. Busyness. Um, yes. Yeah, be a busy mess because yes. you just you just insert in in circles and i was just thinking about something when the sage said she when she said she was a, a procrastinist perfectionist in some way you really have to know yourself to be able to identify that mm -hmm. so in some way you do have to have some self-awareness to be able to to be, be able to identify oh, okay well yeah maybe i am a, a perfectionist because mm -hmm. um like I said, with the OCD, I didn't really realize that could be a, a, a one of those traits. Um, mm -hmm. You want something to look just right. And I never thought, I just thought I just wanted it that way. But that is one of the traits of being a perfectionist. So mm -hmm. you do have to have some level of self-awareness to, to be able to say, yeah, I think that is me. Yes, so you're you onto something, LaShadra. You're onto yeah. something. Yes. <laughs> So we're going to transition now and we'll get into talking about some ways to uh, overcome being a perfectionist or perfectionism in general. So we'll, we'll share that and go from there. Okay. So tips for overcoming perfectionism. Um, we're going to start with practice mindfulness. And um, But I want to first say that the key word is practice, right? Because isn't it ironic that we say practice makes perfect? <laughs> That's a good point. I, I never thought of that. <laughs> we say practice makes practice perfect. Makes perfect. Yeah, we say that all the time. That's true. But no, practice makes it possible. Practice, I am here to tell you that practice does not make it perfect. But I thought that was very ironic um, that we say that. But no, practice makes it possible. Okay. Practice makes it possible. So in practicing mindfulness, um, we should adopt like, a, and we've been talking about this the whole time, adopt a growth mindset, right? And what, grow, and, and what growth is taking place, you know, um, right then, presently, you know, mm -hmm. and that kind of takes away the pressure for from what's going to happen in the future, with this mm -hmm. goal or with this plan. And it also gives us um, some hope and, and, and proves how we grew from the past. Yep. So if we practice, and I know you're gonna speak on this, on the mindfulness piece, if we practice a mindset of growth, then we can learn how to just focus on what we're doing right now and how that is progressing and how we progress from the past and how that's gonna flow smoothly into the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very much so. You have anything you want to say about mindfulness? I do. Um, mindfulness. So uh, I, th I think the thing there is, what is it, right? I mean, we, we hear the term, and I think it's one of those terms, kind of like, well, okay, what, what, what does mindfulness mean, right? So it, it, it really is, it, it goes back to awareness for, mm -hmm. for self. That, that, mm -hmm. That's one piece of it. Uh, 
it also is where you focus. And we've talked several times before about what parts or what things do you focus on? What is front of mind, right? And what you're actually changing here, and we don't want to get into the whole psychology of the mind necessarily today, but it's that conscious versus subconscious right. mind space as well, right? So what are you mindful of? Uh, what are you paying attention to? And sometimes we don't realize the things that we're actually paying attention to are driven by our subconscious more than our conscious mind, right? Mm -hmm. um, but this is where we have to work to start to change and groom and grow ourselves so that the thing, because it's just like anything, you create a habit. The more you do it, and, and I'm, I love it, Bridget, I'm not going to say practice makes perfect. It, <laughs> it makes it possible. Um, you, we need to start to take our minds and think, what do I focus on? What are the important things for me to start to overcome perfectionism or procrastination or whatever else it might be? And consciously be aware of and focus on those things. And then over time, what actually happens is that process moves from the conscious mind to the subconscious mind. Right. And then now you start to be mindful of those things without even having to actually focus or think about it. You're just kind of wired in that way. So that's really what I wanted to bring up when I say, what is mindfulness? Is It is a way to start to essentially rewire your thought process so mm -hmm. that these things automatically happen and mm -hmm. you don't have to so much consciously focus on it as it's just a subconscious it, it's it's almost muscle memory. You just remember what to do. It's like you get out of the bed in the morning, you throw your feet on the floor, and you stand up and you walk. You know, yeah. do you think about you don't have that? To think about any of those things. You're right. It just, it just happens. It's automatic. Right? It just automatically happens. So that's that's what mindfulness is is really about, and why we wanted to to really highlight that as part of this process. Right, and you can use that in, on to the second to the second um, point. Um, practice stopping the negative self talk in comparing yourselves to others. And we'll talk, uh, um, and I'm sure Brian will speak on the negative self-talk, but instead of criticizing yourself, you know, use some self-compassion. We use it with other people um, when they're down and when, they're, when they didn't do as well as they thought they would do, or when our children doesn't do what they tried, but they failed. Use some self-compassion, um, and that motivates us to do better or to stay focused. Um, so when we criticize ourselves, we tend to demotivate ourselves, and, and that makes it for a more stressful uh, mm -hmm. plan. Uh, we're more we're more stressful in the goal, and we're we tend to get hopeless now that we can even achieve it. So mm -hmm. practice that self that self compassion, um, and, and we talked about um, this is a thing comparing ourselves to others. Um, because of social media and how broad it is and how many platforms it is, it gives you plenty of opportunities to compare your life to others. And even if you don't get on social media, you can cut your TV on and all the reality shows and there you are, you're not living your best life because you're not living it the way they're living their best life. And really comparing ourselves to others really just works to validate our fears and our self-doubt. Mm -hmm. That's all it does. It validates our fears and our self-doubt. It does not motivate us at all. Mm -hmm. I've never been motivated. Well, I've been motivated by the success of people and what they've done, knowing that I can do it too. But if I compare my life to theirs, it never motivate, motivated me to do better. It kind of validated what I feared or what I doubted about myself. 
Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. really think about that, and if you're really self-aware, and those comparisons really unfair because we don't really have all the facts about someone else's life. You are you are so correct because we are strictly on the outside looking in, looking right? in, and so we don't have the facts. I mean, so no. really comparing ourselves to others is unfair to us because we don't we don't really have the facts about someone else's life. And I and I've learned that over the years just by and I think we talked about this in another session just by seeing someone on the on the outside and even people that have seen and talked to me, they was they would say I would never would have known that. You know, I would say, I never would have known it. Just looking at everything that you do, I never would have known you were going through that. Or I never knew that you had to struggle. I mean, you come in on the story, on the part of the story that you come in on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's not the beginning, right? So you only came in on that part of the story. So it's yeah. not really fair. Couldn't that agree more? I want to I wanna jump in on some of that too, because... Um, I think one of the things that we are, and this goes back to us as children um, and how we are kind of raised from a a societal standpoint, and that is that we're taught to be competitive. It's good to be competitive, right? Um, And I'm not saying being competitive is a bad thing because that's not the case, but you still, that's that's another one of those things I think we overlook as we mature and go through life. That's something else that you need to be aware of and to manage Mm -hmm. because- when you're looking on social media or this or that, and you, because that's what that's where that motivation is really coming from. Is you feel right. like you got it's what is it keeping up with the Joneses, right? Right. Right. And that's just that's straight bottom line competition, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that's what that is. Um, but you, this is where we talk about you. Know, you got to be able to shift your mindset and and not be focused on you know keeping up with the neighbor next door or the person you see on social media or whatever else it's going to be because what should be driving you is your personal values what you what what's your purpose in life what are you focused on what are you trying to achieve uh and let that be the motivators and the, the things that truly drive you because the if Let's say you are keeping up with Bob Jones next door and he gets this or gets that and you, mm-hmm. you figure out a way to get the same thing. But if that's not truly where your value, what your heart, what what it is you want in your life, you're still not going to be satisfied. Right. It's not going to be fulfilling to you. Right. And so there's still going to be a void that's going to be there. So a huge key component that we need to do is really start to look inward. It's in here, not outward. And look, just find those things that resonate with you within your soul, within your spirit, within your mind and heart, and and make that what your action is about, and not what you see out in the world. Right, because so. as you and, and you'll find if you do if you do the latter, if you compare yourself to others, you'll find that you really did not want to do that or be that person. Uh, it just looked like that was the happy the happy ending for you. And you'll mm-hmm. find that if you really become self-aware and look inward, you find that I really am not like that anyway. I really didn't want to do that, but it's just mm-hmm. like it was making them happy. So I feel like I want to be happy too. So let me do that. Let me mm-hmm. do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about self-talk, negative self-talk. Yeah. So self-talk too, uh, I want to get into that real quick. Self-talk, you know, you hear that and you go, okay, well, I know in general exactly what that means. So most people assume that they do. Uh, because that's, you know, don't talk, you know, down on yourself or, you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I, 
I'm not smart enough or I'm not tall enough or I'm not fast enough, those types of things. So yeah, that is definitely uh, negative self-talk, but it can also present itself in many other ways that I think people don't realize. Uh, Bridget, what was that example you gave when we were talking a little bit earlier when you were talking about the- Of course, I was talking about weight and um, I was saying, you know, if I didn't lose the weight, if I, if I plan, if my goal was to lose three or four pounds that week, and then I and then I talk myself out of it because I start to say, well, you know, you like sweets, and so what are you gonna do at three o'clock when you want that chocolate? And you know, um, you know, you're not, you don't want to cook, and so I start to give myself these these um, um, <laughs> negative uh, points about how it's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, rather versus how I, what I can do to make sure it happens. And so Absolutely. I've already kind of discounted the fact that I'm going to lose the weight because I've already talked myself into these, all these, okay, you're not going to, you're going to eat that chocolate and you know how you like this. And, and so I'm already defeated because I've already given myself these de- defeated, uh, statements and self-talk. Correct. Uh, another thing to, to bear in mind is just the good old fashioned English language when it comes to negative and positive framing of anything. <laughs> I mean, it, it really is, right? Because when you, you you put a post-it up that says, you know, don't do this, right? Uh, well, the don't in itself is what? A negative statement, right? So how about I'm going to do that, to do yeah, right? Versus don't do this, right? So even something as simple as reframing how you write it down, that feeds into your mind in a different way because saying, don't eat those chips versus saying, I'm going to eat healthier is two totally different statements. Right. Right. They they actually psychologically have a different impact on you and on your brain. So it's it's interesting psychology behind it, but just how you use your words also matters in, in these situations. So that's what we mean by reframing your self-talk from a, 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 a negative versus positive standpoint. And I love Bridget's example about you start throwing obstacles in the way of what your actual goal or objective is, um, you know, because it's like, I like my midnight snacks. I'm not going to give up my popcorn. Blah, blah, blah. So as you start to go through these things that you know, you, which are undermining what right. the actual is to begin with. Right? I mean, I can also, I can, but I can also say, you know, I do like to eat my snack at, at 12. Maybe I'll eat a healthier snack, healthier snack at 12 and I can mm-hmm. still have my snack because we all know, it, even as a child, the more you say I shouldn't do it, the more I want to do it. Correct. So Correct. let's put something else in place of that. Yeah, it, it, it's a psychology, as you said, as a child, the first thing that when somebody tells you no, what do you do? You rebel, right? Mm-hmm. So frame what you do, frame the talk with yourself in a positive, moving it forward light, not, you know, slapping yourself on the hand, yeah. because what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You, you, you're going to rebel. Even if it's against yourself, you're still going to rebel yeah, if, you, right, if you frame right. it in that way. Right. So let's move forward. Uh, Go ahead. We'll go on to the next one here. And this is talking about, um, you know, setting achievable goals uh, for yourself and then focusing on the progress. And we've kind of touched on this a little bit already, but this one's a, a huge one for me uh, because, and I, I use that analogy a thousand times about, you know, how do you eat an elephant um, <laughs> one bite at a time, right? I mean, you, you can't 
consume the whole thing at one time. But then let's talk about achievable. And I think that is where I think we go wrong most times in goal setting. Yeah. Is we set something. And again, if it's driven by perfectionism, oh boy, um, have we might have set a goal that truly is not achievable because we've set it at a place and at a point and in a way that's so high. Mm-hmm. How can you actually get there, right? Um, and we're not saying that you shouldn't strive towards these things because you should, but you need to make sure that you're using two words. Is it truly attainable? And then can I achieve it? And that's different. Attaining, it means you're there. When you, when you have to think about it from that standpoint. Achieving is those, in my mind, those are the steps you take to get yes. there. Yes. Right? So that's what we want to focus in on right now is talking about the achievable piece of your goal. And then from that, then you focus on the progress. So in right. other words, you have to take that big goal and say, this is where I want to, this is what I want to attain. All right. But this is where I am. And so you got a gap and you can't jump from here to here, right? So what do these pieces in between need to look like? Um, and as you focus on that, take step one, take step two, work your way through it, right? That, that's what's going to be the most important, I think. Bridget, what do you want to chime in on that? And, and what I've said over and over again, I guess I'm really a stickler for this and I'm just very adamant about enjoying the view, mm-hmm. you know, the progress. Um, I've never been an overachiever. I would tend to think I was an underachiever just because I didn't want the stress of trying to achieve more. Um, mm-hmm. this, that's just how my life was built up. So mm-hmm. I would set small goals. And as I accomplished those goals, then I would set more small goals. So I took my bite at a, at, at a time. So it was achievable, but I I knew that I could achieve some of them at the beginning. So I didn't really set before, you know, in my younger years, I didn't set goals that that I um, had to work too hard for. Now it's totally different. Now I'm setting those higher goals that are still achievable. Um, but I'm, I'm still really strict on and for myself is enjoying the view, enjoying the progress because and making note of the lessons and what worked for me and what did not work for me. And that's how you can really move forward to the next step is with mm-hmm. that information. Um, what is working, what is not working. Yep. I agree. I agree. And then the last piece I want to get back on, and this, this is what I am trying to do to move myself out of my perfectionism slash procrastination piece and that I have to deal with. And that is um, understand when good enough is good enough. And that's, that is the thing that you really have to try to start to get comfortable with because, you know, when you're trying to achieve a certain goal, because what, what can tend to happen is maybe you reach it, you know, you set a goal, boom, 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 you get there and you go, yeah, but that's not good enough. So then you raise the bar, right? And then instead of celebrating and appreciating that you did achieve that goal, now you push it further. So it's part making it more stressful because now you've raised the, the, the target, mm-hmm. but then also you are procrastinating because if it was something you, you were working on that you wanted to release to the world or whatever, however it might be, but now you're holding it back because it's not good enough in your mind, you're telling yourself it's, it's, it's still not good enough. It still could be better. And I guess that's a hard call for a perfectionist because in one you you, you've achieved that goal, but because you, 
you're a perfectionist, you know it could be better at that yeah. point. So yeah. I'm sure that's a that's a struggle um, as a perfectionist to to say, okay, that's where I set it at. That's the, that's where I set it, and so we're here. So that's enough. Let's move mm -hmm. on to the next thing. Instead of well, you know, I, I think it could be a little bit better than that. Give you a simple example. I'll give you a simple example. And this, everybody in this in our, in our world today deals with this because it's the world we live in. Uh, do you find yourself proofreading ten times a simple email response to somebody, or maybe even a text message because you go, well, "That's not really what I want to say." But wait, yeah, that word is—I can think of a better word, right? I will even read it after I've sent it, um, just to make sure I sent it and said exactly what I wanted to say. Um, so I can later, if I did not, I can say, okay, I meant to say, yeah, I do that. I will say, yes, I do that. That is actually a perfectionism trait because you, you, you know what your thought was. You laid it out, you typed it, and then you go, mm, let me reframe it. Mm, let me reframe it. You know, say, you know what? Let me go to lunch. I'll come back. When I come back from lunch, I'll look at this email again, and then eh, maybe I'll send it then. I mean, right? That, that's what's behind that whole process because my personality is so spontaneous and so um right then uh, which i'm working on i'd hardly ever procrastinate um because i just want it to happen right. i just want to do it i just want to get it done let's just do it um and then we'll go back and look at it if it didn't work mm -hmm. um so I want to see how it's going to, I want to see how it's going to turn out. I want to see what the steps are going to be and how that's going to look and how that's going to feel. I want to see the progress. Um, and so I've had to do some things over again, just because um, I'm not one to procrastinate on plans and visions and purpose. Um, I'm just going to work it out and then we'll just see if the chips fall at what, where they may kind of, we'll just see what we need to do. We have to go back and do something different. We'll go back and do something different. All right. Well, that's good. That's good that you have the ability to revisit and, and you know, and, and tweak it as it goes along, but it's already essentially out in the world. For the yeah. Time. It's already out there though. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a transparent that's part of me. <laughs> And, but the, you know that's the key, you know, and that's the part for the perfectionists is when is good enough, good enough, good to, enough, right? To, to actually right. let it go and right down and move forward, right? Right. So that's that's the part right there for a true perfectionist is to okay, it's good enough. I'll just put it down and I'll move on to the next thing, right? And putting it down mean release it, publish it, send it, whatever it might be that uh, it is re is ready for the world to see. And, you know, it's interesting because so much of their, um, and we don't want to get too deeply into this, this is a session we, we might revisit later when we're talking about self-esteem, um, is also tied to that because right. it's it's out in the world now, right? Mm -hmm. So the world can see whatever the, this thing is. Uh, so then the question becomes, are my image, my self-esteem. How are they going to think? How are they going to think? What are they thinking about it now? I done put it out there and it's not quite how I wanted it. So now do they know it's not quite how I wanted it? Or right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So all of that's what's going through the brain. So uh, again, these are the habits that we need to start to try to rein in because mm -hmm. as we said, the, the most important pieces what Bridget just shared a minute ago is uh, getting it out there, doing it, actually taking the action is, is the key part of it. Right. And that's the best way to get past it. And then if you need to tweak it later, so be it. But 
getting it out there, I think is is right. The and nobody knew it wasn't right but you. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That is true. So let's move on to the next bullet point here. Uh, pay close attention to any thoughts that contain words like uh, such as must, should, always, have to. Um, and what that's doing for you is that's where you are setting your mind and, and setting your, your your mindset in a way that um, what's driving it is the wrong thought process. You know, you're, mm -hmm. you're sitting there, you're going, I must do this. I should just always have to do that. Right. Um, because you're, 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 you're being driven by the wrong motivators in that, in that situation. And so there's different word choices, different ways we should probably frame things mm -hmm. uh, in our thoughts and our minds. So that it's coming from a different place. What do you think about that? Bridget? Um, those must should, um, always and have two words they are pressure words basically mm -hmm. they they apply pressure and it's and it's, sometimes that's not really a good thing um so when those words set off this negative vibe you know challenge those negative thoughts um we also we often get stuck in this all or nothing thinking um in reality there's a lot of space between <laughs> must and might or always and sometimes Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of space between that. So pay close attention to those rigid thoughts. And um, like you said, change the vocabulary um, because must means there is no other way. I must mm -hmm. do it this way. There is no mm -hmm. other way. Or mm -hmm. I should do it because who else is going to do it? Or mm -hmm. uh, we should do it this way because there is no other way to do it. And I always, I always do it this way because that's always the way it's supposed to be done, which is what we know is not correct. I mean, I have to do it. And that's not correct as well. You don't have to do it. You don't have to right. do it by yourself. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do it this way. It's always another way. It's always someone else that's going to be there to help to do those things. So those are really pressure words. They are. They're very much pressure words. And like you said, just by reframing it in a way that um, kind of the whole point is to move it forward, right? And right. Move it forward in a, in a productive fashion and not that you feel pressure or that there is this unrealistic standard that you're trying to get to. Right. Uh, there will never be flawless, as which is what we talked about at the at very all. beginning of this session. At all. Right. At all. That, that's the key component. And then we're here at the last one for today. And that is uh, celebrate every success. And Bridget, I'm gonna let you talk about that because I know you <laughs> likes to celebrate. I, I like a good party. So, <laughs> and then celebrate to me, that whole word just sets off signals inside of me, just positive. I feel like they're set off fireworks inside of me. Just celebrate everything. You know, I'm like that. And most people that know me know that I'm like that. And that's basically what I've been saying through the whole show is, Celebrate the win, celebrate the progress, celebrate that you came up with the plan. Um, uh, celebrate the plan. And so it's, it's not hard to find something to celebrate. Um, life is a constant modification. Every day. It's a constant modification, right? So um, even if you manage to set, um, to get to a place or to where all the everything is meeting the are lined up perfectly um if you get to a place where everything is just going so perfect your life is perfect um and that's a big if right 
it is guaranteed that that is short-lived. That is short-lived. So enjoy the wins. Celebrate the wins. And and and, and I want to add, stop putting so much pressure on the perfect time and the perfect salary and the perfect person, um, the perfect plan. Um, all we really have is right now. Mm-hmm. All we really have is right now. So if you have to put a perfect time on something, let right now be the perfect time. Mm-hmm. If you Before have to be perfect about that. And so let, let right now be the perfect time. And so celebrate, celebrate those things. It's not hard to find something to celebrate, even in the even in the um the longevity of it and how in it is taking so long to reach this. And I should have I should have been here by now. Celebrate the part that you are still in the game you are still planning you are still here to to you know to see it come to, at, at this point you're still here to keep mm-hmm. going so even in that we can always find something to celebrate mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely i always uh, i like to use a sports analogy when you talk about celebrating um and any sport doesn't matter uh, at a professional level uh, every year there's a champion Right. Mm-hmm. But there are players who might play 15 years and never actually be on a championship team. But they'd still love and appreciate the game that they've played all of those years. And they, and they celebrate and they rejoice mm-hmm. in the fact that they got the opportunity to play that game for because it, it, it feds a little boy in them, a little girl in them, whatever sports that they're playing. And, and they, 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 they loved it. Right. Because they can't always be a champion, right? And there's only one, right? So, and you might not ever be in that place where you actually become the champion. And that's not to say not, we're not saying don't strive for it because obviously every last one of them, that's what they want is that, mm-hmm. that ring on their finger mm-hmm. as a champion. But again, the flip side is still appreciate the fact that you got that opportunity step by yeah. step, day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute to be in it, in the game. In the game. Yes. Even with even with fans, if we're talking about a sports analogy, even with fans, I've heard people say, um, "Well, that's not my team. I just love the game. Right. I just love to see a good game." Yeah, exactly. Um, that's I don't I don't really care who wins. I just I just love to see the game. Right. And so we they just celebrate the sport of whatever it is, football, basketball, or whatever it may be. And so we just they celebrate the game. They just love it. So, like you said, celebrate that you're still in the game. Are you just mm-hmm. even if you just got in the game? that you know what the game is um that you want to get into and so a lot of times we we look back on where we are in life right now and even as and i know it has to be and i'm not a perfectionist so that i don't that i know of so i know it has to be a struggle that as a perfectionist we look at okay where i am now versus where i think i should be instead of looking at where i am now versus where i was And we need to consider that. We need to consider that when we're looking at our life and when we, especially when we're comparing our lives to others or comparing our lives to our own life and Mm -hmm. and, and where we feel like we should be. And and we wanted everything to be perfect, um, but it was not, but that's by our standard. Because just like we're looking at someone else and seeing their perfect life, someone else is looking at our life Mm. and thinking it's perfect. So we have to celebrate where we are because as someone is looking at our lives and thinking, oh, wow, I wish I had X, Y, Z. I wish I can do X, Y, Z. 
So in mm-hmm. essence, it is kind of perfect because um, it was perfect for us. And where we are at this point in our lives. So really yeah. consider that when you think about your life and how and, and how you're comparing it or even how where you think you should be based on where you said you were going to be on that paper or in, in that planner or in your dreams or however you laid it out. Um, you, you, you're still here. So you're, you're, you're better than it was back then. Um, yeah. It might not be as, as far as has have moved as far as you wanted to to go, but you're still here to do it. Yep. Yep. So I agree. Celebrate those successes. Even if it's the first day you write the concept of what you want to do and you don't even have a plan, celebrate that because you're moving forward in some shape, form or fashion. Because I've heard a lot of people say, well, I have a plan, but I really don't know, you know, and, and people, and they say I need to do, no, just start. Just start right there. Just start right there. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. Well, Bridget, let's uh, let's bring this home. This is our question of the day. How is perfectionism impacting your daily life? Bridget, you want to go first? Um, I would say it's not perfect. Um, impact impacting my daily life just because I don't set those standards high. Now, I will say that. In just in those small ways that I acknowledged before, in terms of wanting my house to look a certain way. Now, or being transparent, or looking a certain way, <laughs> I, I'm gonna just bring this out here, or or looking a certain way um, when I leave the house for a certain I, uh, event. I have I have changed clothes so many times. <laughs> um, that and when I got to the place, I was like, "Oh, I could have worn tennis shoes. Everybody had tennis shoes, you know." So it does impact. I guess it will does impact my day in some in some instances. Um, wanting to look the perfect, you know, for that that type for that type of event, or wanting my house to look so perfect and that I I'm running late somewhere because if I saw some dust. On the on there, I had to now stop everything I was doing to get ready to leave out the door to dust off um, <laughs> the top of the TV. Um, so um, I guess it does impact some part of my life. I just changed right then, y'all. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I just changed right quick. Um, so it does impact my day. It makes me late. Um, it it um, for things that and if I would I could have just taken care of that at another time. What about you? So for me, um, and as I said, when we got into the day, yeah, it, it's part of my challenge every day. Um, accepting when good enough is good enough is probably the biggest one for me um, because, you know, I it's like editing or this or that or the other thing. And it's like hours later and it's like, oh, still not satisfied. Oh, that, need, that still needs to move here. Nope. But this paragraph before that paragraph, what, whatever it is, right? Um, and then it's the next day. Right. Yeah, and then it's the next day or 3 a.m. or however that plays out. Uh, so that is my personal greatest challenge from a, a being transparent standpoint is um, just accepting to say, you know what, just put it out, let it go. And if we need to tweak it later, you can do that. Um, and what, and again, being you know transparent about it, what's driving that is, um, as Bridget was saying, you know, about the dressing to go to a certain place. For me, it's, um, how is it going to be perceived once it is out there? 
right? Um, and that, that I think that's the key is it's just as I was saying earlier, we, we write an email and you know, you you restructuring the words, changing this word, doing that and doing this. But that's actually the beauty of the English language and just accepting that 10 people could respond to the same email and all 10 responses yes. are going to be completely different. Yes. Right? So yeah. there is not a perfect way to do it, right? So why are you sitting here going, that take this paragraph, I move this word, add this word, put this sentence before that sentence? It doesn't matter, right? Because your way is going to most likely be right. different. Be different in mine. And um, the Sadrian um, responded. I don't. I can't see all of it. Can you see it? Yep. Okay. You want to read it? Okay. So for for she said thank you so much, Lashadra, for chiming in. For me, it's, it slows me down. I critique everything I do, but thanks to you too, I'm going to work on that. And that was our purpose today. Um, as I said before, it does slow me down as well. Um, and as Brian shared, um, <laughs> yes, you are always late. Um, <laughs> And now I know why. Um, as Brian has said, it, it, it causes him to procrastinate. So definitely we can um, understand where you're coming from in that in there. Thank you so much. Um, I, I will say that just to add, um, it has to be a hard job to be a, perfect, a perfectionist. It has to be hard because you, you um, value, well, you want it to be that that goal or that item or that plan you want it to be um, so perfect that you sometimes damage um, your your idea of what perfect is or um, even presenting what you have to the world. You sometimes, you know, delay that based mm -hmm. on what you think should happen. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, the, to me, that would be the most unfortunate one is delaying which, what you have to give to the world based on how you think it's supposed to look. I agree. And and so that that is the struggle. And uh, to just say, you know, enough is enough and, and let it go. And, right. and right. move on to the next thing. Right. And appreciate, as you have stated over and over, the journey um, and, and the fact that you in the game, you pushing it forward, you move forward, and that you even just had the courage to do it in the first place. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Definitely. And, Definitely. You know, just, just like when you're on a trip, um, and sorry to interrupt, when you're on a trip, when you go on a trip and and really kids, you know, they ask, are we there yet? Are we there? Like, it's taking a long time to get there. Why is it taking us so long? But if you're in the car with your children and you're playing games and you're pointing out different artifacts and different landmarks, you get there so fast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you're like, oh, wow, we're already here. That was fast. Um and so I like it. I liken it to that. Um, you get there so much faster. You do. You're and not as tired. <laughs> yeah. And the, the last piece I just want to add on that is that is, as, as you all, you did mention, that's where the growth and the learning actually happens. Because if you are tunnel vision, just on the end result, you miss so much of the things that you may learn along the way, mm -hmm. personal growth for yourself along the way. Um, it, 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 you, you, it's, it, you just miss out on so much and it, it, that's where the true transformation and growth actually happens is the experience mm -hmm. of the actual journey itself. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. Be present as, as Bridget said, be present, try to stay as much as you can in the moment, not losing sight of where you're trying to get to, 
but just appreciate that step-by-step, hour-by-hour, minute-by-minute journey of what the whole process is all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Final thoughts? Anything else you want to add before we wrap up for today? This has been great. Um, this has been great. And I'm going to, and anybody out there, let's say, as well, share this. Um, this may be something that we need to revisit um, at another time, especially toward the end of the year when we talk about goals met or unmet um, and what headspace were we in and were we trying to set those, were we setting those unachievable goals? Um, our unattainable goals. So I think this was great. This yeah. is great to go into the third quarter of the year um, soon. Yep, I agree. I want to go back real quick. I actually, I'm going to bring this back in and I just want to go back and go back to flawless. And I, for me, this is the, the, the end result of everything for me with everything we've discussed is if you're going to set a top filter to whatever you hire, you filter what's happening in your life, things you want to do, goals that you're setting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you want to filter it through something that starts at the very top. Take this definition of flawless and under, and use it from the standpoint of whatever that thing is that you're trying to do, it's not going to, these things, it, it's just not possible, right? It's not. So it, it will have defects. It will have faults. Uh, you, they, you, will you make mistakes along the way? Will there be some shortcomings? Answers, yes and yes, right? And that's the key is all of that is okay. Just do it, as our friends with the swoosh say, right? Just, just do it, right? And even if you're not, even if we're not talking, speaking about goals and we're just talking about other areas of your life, it's not going to be perfect and it's not going to be flawless and it's not going to be, there are going to be some mistakes along the way. And it may not be a perfect time to take that trip. It may not ever be a perfect time to take that trip, um, but you have the right, you have the uh, opportunity to make it a perfect time. You can make that time perfect. It may not be um, the perfect uh, income. It may not be the perfect salary, um, but you have the ability to make the salary perfect for you. It may not, and, and I'm just going to go as far as, it may not be the perfect person. He, he, she may not be everything that you wrote to God that you wanted in a mate. They may not check off all those things, but look at those parts that they check off and you can make that into the perfect uh, relationship. Um, so it's not, it's never going to be the perfect time. Yep. If you're looking for a perfect time, I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. So let now be that time. Agreed. Agreed. Well, Bridget, this was great. Thank you for taking the time today. For those of you who joined us live, um, we appreciate you and definitely appreciate the comments and your feedback. If you do watch this on the playback, um, continue to add comments because it still gets shared within the community. So we, we greatly appreciate that as well. And um, we will see you uh, in a few weeks. We're going to be doing a, a new session and we're going to be trans essentially moving on to kind of an, another topic uh, that's going to be kind of a series that we're going to get into and we'll give you the details on that. We're really excited about that. That's that's going to be a big one for us. That's going to carry us through uh, June, July, and August. So it's a, it's a very large series and of different topics and things and it's really focused on transformation. So we help to set some people free, including ourselves. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Well, again, thank you for joining us here on our live stream. Uh, and until next time, uh, take care and, and take care of each other. Bridget. Bye-bye. <laughs>